0: So welcome back. This is the third in the series of podcasts focusing on diversity and inclusion on trustee boards. Today, we're talking to Sarah Butlin and Shromi Jaykama from the governance specialist team about the impact on d agenda on the recruitment of new and future trustees. Welcome back, Sarah. We last met in the spring, just before lockdown, and we talked about the pension regulators' drive to ensure that trustee boards are equipped with the skills they need to achieve their long-term objectives.
1: Hi, Stuart. Yes, thank you. It's been a long year. (laughs) And through 2020, we've seen this gain more momentum with the focus shifting towards diversity and inclusion on trustee boards, as well as within the wider pensions industry.
0: And welcome, Shromi. Your first time on the Aon Governance podcast series. You must be excited.
2: Good morning, Stuart. Yes, really looking forward to this session and really working with our clients to help them develop their D&I agenda.
0: Brilliant. Well, thanks for both for coming on. Uh, so we're going to dive straight into it. And Sarah, I'm going to put the first question to you. How do you see d impacting on trustee recruitment?
1: Well, as we've touched on before, over the past couple of years, we've really seen a general shift in the approach to recruitment of trustees. And this has been driven by the desire to access a broader range of skills and diversity on trustee boards as they consider how they're going to achieve the long-term strategic objectives that they've set for themselves and more recently this has gained momentum following the world events of 2020 to date so the pension regulator published a blog in the summer expanding on the need to deliver diversity and inclusion in the wider pensions industry and also focusing on trustee boards
0: so why is diversity on trustee boards important shromi
2: Well, firstly, when we talk about diversity in this context, it's important for the trustee board to have a view on what diversity actually means to them collectively. There are some obvious areas of gender and ethnicity, but we're looking more widely at background, life experiences, and broader cognitive diversity. There have been a number of published studies that point to evidence that a more diverse board or executive team achieves better outcomes for their scheme and ultimately their members. And this has really been a key theme of the pensions regulator's recent campaigns. So for example, in 2018, McKinsey published a thought piece on delivering through diversity. And it found that companies with the most ethnically, culturally diverse executive teams are 33% more likely to outperform on profitability and last year the pensions regulator commented for the first time on the correlation between dni good governance and the proper performance of a trustee board's legal duty and the pensions regulator is really now taking forward its review of dni in the pensions industry and it really stands to reason that trustee boards benefit from access to a broad range of skills and diversity, in perspective and experience, as this supports robust decision making, mitigates against the risk of knowledge gaps and over reliance on a single trustee or advisor.
0: That's really interesting. And, and Sarah, how can trustees achieve uh, DNI through their recruitment?
2: So
1: I would say that a good starting point for this is to consider the composition of the trustee board. So, what collective skills and diversity is already present on the board and how can this be developed or supplemented? We can look at this through our skills and diversity survey. And this is an online self-assessment, which is completed by all members of a trustee board, covering a whole range of competency-based skills, um, knowledge and experience, such as the roles they fill in their day jobs or any positions that they might hold outside of their work, which all of these contribute to the collective strengths of a board. So the assessment also identifies any potential blind spots on the board. And that can be really insightful when you're planning for those changes that can arise through board members either reaching the end of their term of office or deciding to retire or through natural turnover as trustees leave employment. So the output from the assessment can provide a focus for a number of areas of your board composition. So, for example, succession planning for your employer nominated trustees. The trustee board sharing its desires to access specific skills or attributes on the board can really help inform both the succession planning and the recruitment of new employer trustees. In addition to that, when you're recruiting your member nominated trustees, linking the knowledge of the skills desired and the trustees agenda of work can also be helpful in positioning the recruitment campaign for new member trustees. We're really seeing trustee boards rethinking their member trustee recruitment campaigns as a result to attract candidates with the softer skills and attributes and starting to think along the lines of recruiting a new team member like you would if you were you know, externally recruiting somebody to come into your business. So We see boards really thinking about how to structure their communications with members to attract candidates with the skills and experience that the board needs to complement the individuals that they already have on the board. So building the team. Traditionally, the communications for member-nominated trustee elections or selection exercises haven't been the most compelling, but we are now seeing a real effort in effective recruitment campaigns and we're already seeing the impact of those campaigns. For example, with one scheme experiencing a huge uptick in the number of applicants compared to their previous elections, just from having a targeted recruitment campaign. And then finally, developing a diversity and inclusion policy from using the output of the survey to develop your board's diversity and inclusion policy can also help to support your future recruitment of trustees. We're starting to see trustee boards access their scheme sponsors' diversity collateral. Corporates are well ahead in in developing their, their diversity agenda. And also the talent pools within businesses are being used to support this initiative. At Aon, we've produced a practical guide to diversity for pension schemes. And one of the topics we cover in that guide is recruitment of trustees and developing the diversity policy for the trustee board. I think this guide's a very good starting point for anybody who's interested in board diversity.
0: That sounds really good. And what are the barriers and how do we overcome them?
2: Well, I think there have been a few barriers to overcome in moving forward the effective recruitment of trustees. So firstly, on the trustee board, some individuals may see the prospect of having their skills and experience analysed as a bit of a threat. But when we've gone through this exercise with a number of trustee boards, the feedback has been hugely positive and has enabled trustee boards to really refocus their efforts to recruit candidates to complement the existing board. Also, when a company appointed trustee vacancy arises, there is often limited, if any, dialogue between the board and the sponsor to identify and agree the candidate. And this is most definitely changing, um, with trustee boards sharing their views with the sponsor to access an individual who complements and adds to the skills and experience of the existing board members. And this has resulted in interest from high potential and high performing individuals gaining experience of sitting on a board, which is viewed as not only a positive for their personal CV, but also for the sponsoring employer's own talent pool. And then finally, repositioning the recruitment communications for member vacancies. Will encourage more good quality candidates to put themselves forward for the role, where previously many members may not have realised their actual suitability for such a role. An example of this in practice is where a client was really finding it difficult to fill their member nominated trustee vacancies. And Sarah touched on this earlier, but in 2019, they carried out a comprehensive recruitment campaign, which resulted in an overwhelming number of candidates. So the chair ran an assessment day for the candidates which then enabled the selection panel to look at the fit the candidates were able to decide whether they actually wanted to be a trustee and the vacancies on the board were filled and there was also a shortlist of future potential candidates who went who went into a trustee talent pool for future vacancies.
0: And what are we going to achieve through embracing DNI on trustee boards?
2: So, As I see it, there
1: are a number of positives from a developed diversity and inclusion policy for trustee boards. Firstly, the board will be representative of the members that it serves, and this is something that the regulator has in its code of practice. Secondly, the board will have the skills and attributes that it needs to be able to deliver its agenda of work, And that's really important when we see trustee boards trying to manage the number of complex projects at the same time and delivering against all of those projects. And then finally, the range of cognitive diversity on the board should lend itself to both effective and efficient decision making, which ultimately leads to better outcomes for the scheme, its members and even the sponsoring employer as well. So as we alluded to earlier from the McKinsey survey. Also, I mentioned earlier that we produced a practical guide to diversity for pension schemes and board diversity is just one element of what we cover in that guide. You can download the guide from the Aon Governance website or ask your Aon contact to send you a copy.
0: Well thank you both I mean There's some really interesting stuff in there, I'm mean, really fascinated by that case study I and mean, I'm sure there's a lot of plan sponsors and trustee chairs that are listening to this thinking that they wouldn't mind a talent pool for future vacancies so i encourage you all to go and download a copy of the report and all that's really left for me to do now is to, to thank you both so show me, sarah thanks for taking part today and we'll put in the show notes where the guys can get in touch with you if they've got any questions
1: thanks stuart thanks